You're listening to the Straight Up SEO Podcast by Susa Digital. I'll be your host, Chetan Bat. today um raf for everyone listening yeah raf for everyone listening is the head of business development at susa digital and will is the ceo and so i think this is a fantastic opportunity to have a candid conversation about seo sales and hopefully gather some really interesting insights into what seo sales uh, entail and the challenges and maybe you know the unknown unknowns um for, for all of us listening. So um, maybe I'll just open this up to a question about the st- starting off with the challenges of SEO sales. Um, what, what are the common challenges in communicating the value of SEO or SEO sales in general? And um, what do you find in normally, normally, I guess, Raf, what's, uh, what do you find normally the, 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 the challenges with this? Um, the challenge, I mean, there are, there are, general challenges that people find and then there are challenges that are kind of specific to us but i say we're in a bit of a unique position but um where the people who come through to us are a bit more savvy um they have a bit more of an understanding when it comes to seo but generally speaking people who are agency side selling seo um i i think one of the hardest things that they find is that they have to kind of educate people on what seo is and how it works and why it's beneficial and all that kind of stuff. Whereas um, people who come to us already know how valuable it is. They already know that they need it. They already know that it's the most reliable form of traffic that you can find, um, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's probably a main industry-wide thing. Okay. Um, Have you, so um, I think one of, the, one, of, one of the interesting things is to, to, to understand, how do you communicate technical the SEO to, to non-technical people? Have you ever come up against yeah. that challenge? Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good question. It's like, okay, look, um, if you were to explain how part of the human body functions to people, mm. you wouldn't use the medical term terminology for bones and the ligaments and the, and the, and, and the uh, joints and the, the muscles and the, all the specific names for things because they all have their their, their Latin mm. complex yeah. sounding names, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't use those words. You use um, you know, there's a big bone here and there's a there's a rounded kind of joint and then it, it locks yeah. in here and you can't extend it too far because it will come out and do you know what I mean? So you kind of okay. use general okay. language to explain to people the simplified version yeah. of how the human body operates. Same thing with SEO. Um, okay. you know, if, okay. if someone has a site that, that they want to rank for something and they're failing to rank, it's like, you look at it and yeah, you mm. know, the terminology behind why they're failing. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, the technical specific language behind why they're failing, but mm-hmm. to explain it to them, it's like, okay, look, here's the thing. Your site's kind of new. Mm. Um, and look at all these other sites that are ranking at the top. Um, okay. do you kind of see what they have that you don't have? Maybe they've been around for longer. Maybe they've got a lot more links pointing to them. Links mean votes. They're like votes of confidence from other sites. Um, they build yeah. up your authority. You don't really have any links. Maybe that's a factor, you know? <laughs> that's, that's really true. I mean, I, th- I think... Uh, yeah, I think was it? I 
I, I was just going to say that I think it's Einstein that said if you, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. So it's yeah. uh, you know I, I think I think it's a skill uh, you know to, to be able to understand it well enough to be able to explain it in terms of these analogies for people to grasp onto. Well, you're about to say something. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Yeah, I mean I think that's exactly it. I think analogies in any form of sales are quite uh, powerful mm. i think they work in any kind of discussion to be honest with you when trying to explain something which is uh, complex uh with what we do seo is traditionally in our sort of marketing world seen as a bit of a, a black box of tricks um mm. and it is very complex that's the reason why people are sort of uh, confused by it but that's not to say it can't be necessarily explained and i think there is an issue of a lot of seo agencies not necessarily explaining well enough the, the 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 reasons behind some of the strategic decisions around some of these technical things and yeah i mean the the, the analogy side of things does help certainly explain um yeah. you know more complex algorithmic factors um yeah. which you know as salespeople, this is something that we have to understand you know we we're not necessarily uh, in the weeds on a daily basis doing SEO campaigns. I mean, myself and Raf have both ran SEO campaigns in the past, but, you know, we are more sort of client-facing now and, and work more with, you know, generating new business. But, 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 but we have to be aware of what these strategies are that we're applying and, and the reason behind them. Um, and I think, yeah, that's the, the, the main sort of evolution of, of, of SEO sales is being able to, yeah, explain complex things in a is a, in a relatively uh, simple way, and using, as Raf said, competitors to 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 explain why certain things work. You know, there is no better evidence of why a particular strategy works than looking at the first page of Google and explaining what competitors are doing versus what a client's doing. So this actually, I think, uh, quite nicely leads us onto on, onto onto an interesting talking point because you, you mentioned that there are. Um, to pick up the reasons as to why you know this SEO campaign might be valuable to 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 a client, and and you mentioned one one way I guess of of picking up valuable insights and delivering all reasons for the SEO campaign and delivering it to a client is a competitor analysis. I don't know if you want to get a bit more into that or or, or talk around that uh, topic of of where where those reasons come from and how do you choose those reasons that you explain to a client um yeah because you know the, the, the competitor analysis is is i mean it, it it falls into a bit of everything i mean it's um it's also how we qualify leads as well you know because not every single case not every single project is eligible for the service you know we don't so so for example if if we have a site that we're presented mm -hmm. with um that, that someone inquires through with um, and we can see that their products and or service that they're offering um, to the people who are searching for those things on Google mm -hmm. is nowhere near as good as the people that are already in the top 10 positions. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're just not, they're just poor in terms of their, their, their offerings and they, they, they don't add any value to the market, to, to the, the people who are searching those keywords. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be a, a project that we would, we would prefer to take on. Um, okay. We only prefer to take on sites where it's a legit business that, you know, they have a great setup, great product, great service. It's just a shame that they're not getting any visibility because they could offer people such, uh, they could really enrich people's lives, you know? Okay. Um, okay. So, so that's, that's one way that we kind of look at, 
all right, what's, what's already out there? Who do you want to replace? Uh, yeah. You know, are you really worthy of re replacing those people that are at the top? Mm. Will you really add to people's lives if you do that? Um, <laughs> in some cases, it's a no. So. And I guess. Access, yeah. And, and yeah. Google has got much, Google's got much better at being able to, you know, as the algorithm has evolved, being able to really understand the quality of a website, which is, you know, a massive uh, indication of the quality of a business. So before uh, it was much easier to, to rank low quality sites through more manipulative kind of link building, Google really refined the the quality guidelines and now as raf said it is if the, if the site is uh, is low quality if the if the business looks low quality then google will just just won't rank it absolutely yeah that's that's the other thing is even if we mm. even if we wanted to even if we weren't too fussy about who we take on and we're we're willing to take on any tom dick and harry and and put up any kind of spam on on google yeah. It'll be almost impossible to rank them anyway. Because so, <laughs> Google knows. You know. how, uh, just out of curiosity, like how, how aware do you think, generally in your experience, people are aware of this or companies are aware of this, maybe as a percentage, like how often do you find things coming through which you, which show that, you know, um, the business itself isn't fully formed yet and, and, and ready to, to rank in SEO, but they think that, you know, they can, they can hack their way to the top. Every day, man. <laughs> Honestly, every day we get inquiries that, from people who have a half-baked half site. Yeah. Uh, or, um, you know, and they, they haven't fully built it yet. They don't know how, how they're going to complete it yet. Or they have a site that's completed. Um, they're getting a little bit of traffic, but they don't know how to monetize that traffic. Mm. Or, um, you know, they've just got, like, a bunch of poorly put-together content and mm -hmm. and um, just 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 by content writers that are just hired hired off Fiverr maybe, mm -hmm. um, and they want to outrank outrank people who are you know legitimate sites and and who are you know the Wikipedia type sites right the the and the other like truly informative sites they want to outrank those guys it's like uh, what, what would you what would you typically say to them what would be your um, advice what would be what would be the kind of thing that you'd you'd approach them with. Well, well, okay, so here's the thing. I would, yeah. because everyone can be helped, mm. right? Even if we can't take them on for the full service, we can mm. help them by advising them on what they should focus on, right? So if the site isn't, if their offering isn't so great, or if the site isn't, you know, um, built well, if it looks like it was built in the, in the noughties, in the, in the 2000s, um, you know, the first step will be, okay, consider getting a site redesigned. You know, so, yeah. so so one thing that we can offer people is is a one time order, uh, a one time audit, okay. an audit and consultation service, um, and that involves like a month of just uh, having one of our experts, uh, well, a few of our experts, look at their site, look at their look at their business, look at their mm. um, the industry that they want to kind of penetrate, and think, okay, okay, here's the stuff that you need to focus on right now. Prioritize this. Mm -hmm. Go and do this on your own. If you need if you need our help with like writing some of the content or whatever, that's fine. Mm -hmm. We can do that with, in another wave of work, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but this is the stuff that you need in place before you consider any sort of SEO, long-term SEO work. Interesting. Interesting. You know, uh, before you start paying for links, before you start paying for um, lots and lots of content and, and putting it in certain places and topical mm -hmm. clusters, you need to understand this first. You need to put this in place first. You need to understand how you're going to mm -hmm. monetize the site first. <laughs> yeah, how, right. How are you going to, you know? <laughs> you got your core business strategy uh, well did you yeah. have anything to uh expand on that with 
um, with with yeah, I think you know yeah. on the on the flip side, I do think that you know companies are becoming more savvy and realise that you know SEO is something which is uh, it's not a you know a quick strategy that can that can work, and people are aware that it is a longer term kind of uh, game plan when you are implementing an SEO strategy. But I also think as sort of uh, as SEOs, it's important to also demonstrate how you can find quick wins as well. So a lot of what we do is uh, about, you know, creating a roadmap when it comes to, OK, well, if these are if it is a fresh site, let's say a SaaS uh, funded yeah. SaaS company uh, with a relatively new domain, uh, mm. we, you know, they're not going to necessarily rank for the most important keyword if it's very competitive quickly but at the same time there will be some short-term opportunities in terms of long tail keywords semantic variations of the main core terms and so i think uh yeah a real uh, helping clients sort of realize what the true value of seo can be both short-term and long-term is very important because okay. you know we we can't just pitch a um a uh an seo service which is just you know a, a long-term sort of Thing. there has to yeah. be some parts of of seo which are shorter term as well and like in terms of the shorter term stuff um what what what, what is the typical experience like or, or is there one does it really just depend on where the site is before they started their seo campaigns um is it do do do, do sites typically in the short term maybe what what should, what, would, what what should they expect with maybe a month or two of seo work generally um, generally speaking, it really depends on a case by case basis. I, yeah. I would say that you know there will be sites that already have a lot of rankings, and they may not be ranking on page one um, mm. for a few of their terms. They may be just off page one. So when it comes to a shorter term strategy, we look at keywords which are on the uh, the top of page two, bottom of page one to start improving those technical SEO fixes can often get shorter term wins mm. as well. You know, uh, it, it may be that there's certain pages even being blocked, which is quite a, a common error that's made on, you know, on the technical side when developers aren't necessarily that's totally true. aware of the, you know, the SEO impacts of the, of the work they do. Yeah. Uh, so there, there, those are some examples of, of, of when shorter term kind of possibilities uh, are there with SEO. I, I believe the, the first one is, is it what you call, um, or what in SEO we, is, is called low hanging fruit. So it's uh, things that you're almost yeah. ranking for, but with a little bit of a, with a strategist behind it, who can spot that these are these, that this could be something you could be the page number one with, with a little bit more effort. Um, you can you can capture that low hanging fruit, and then the second thing is, yeah, I, th I think technical SEO is kind of running in the background, and, and it's very hard to just notice by looking at the site. Um, but with a little bit of a, with, with again with with a professional, you could you could clean up that website and then uh, knock knock other people who are equivalent off the top. Is that the kind of yeah. thing that we're yeah the the, the, the low hanging fruit thing is um it, it, so it's important to like really clarify what that is because a lot of people think that it's just um it's just a low dangling low low effort things mm. that, that need to be done in order to achieve those short-term results um however getting from page eight to page two of google is a lot easier than getting from page two to top of page one okay even though it's a shorter distance to travel 
there's a lot there's a lot more effort required um there's a lot more fine tuning there's a lot more specialist focus that is required to get a site to jump from page two to top of page one it's interesting um, particularly if you look at the, the 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 top ranking sites top ranking pages you'll understand mm. why there's a great deal of effort there's a huge huge mm. difference mm. um that's like the upper echelons uh, you know and yeah. there's a huge difference between how those sites are structured how that pages how those pages are structured and how the the, the um client's page and site is structured so so mm. when we say low hanging fruit it's important to understand that yes it is um close to the top However, it's not just going to take just a little bit of work to get them okay. up to the top of page one. It's going to take quite a bit of work, mm. but that is the focus area because once we do get that keyword from, because it's already mm. there, it's already almost there, um, but it will yeah. take some specialist work, which is hard and difficult, yeah. but it will be worth it because, yeah, you know. That's the um, what, what's, 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 the, what's the jump in traffic typically from page two to like the, the top half of page one? Well, they say that they say yeah. that the, the best place to hide a dead body is on page two of Google. So <laughs> if you're if you're <laughs> so if you're ranking if you're ranking below um, uh, below below page one, it's uh, you're, you're not. Oh, the podcast just took be, a turn. <laughs> it's going to be below one percent, right? The click through rate is going to be, I think, something like below one percent click through yeah. rate if you're below position eight. Below position eight, um, and yeah. I think position one is like 40%. I think it depends. It varies from industry, yeah. from niche to niche, but position one is like 40%, two is like 20 and so on and so on and so on. Logarithmic. Yeah. Going well. Yeah. And I think, I think it's also uh, interesting with Google, with the way Google works now is, although, you know, you may be at the bottom two and there's, you know, potentially 10 places up for grabs on the first page. In actual fact, it may not be 10 places uh, on, on the first page that are available because Google likes to have varied results on the first page. So if you're, you know, wanting to rank for, you know, Nike sneakers, Nike trainers, mm. uh, it may be that five of the 10 first page spots are taken up with fashion blogs and it's just five, five positions have been dedicated for actual stores. And this is, again, going back to the competitor analysis section is we, we start to look at, okay, well, what, kinds of sites are ranking on the first page and if it is mainly blog sort of informational kind of uh posts which are ranking then then we apply that we we, we say to the client well okay your product pages need more content there needs to be more information so that essentially it appears not just like a business product page but actually like an informational site so um it's uh the, it, it, the way google is sort of ranking mm. sites now part of that reverse engineering element we do is to actually look at what kinds of pages are ranking because you know you don't necessarily want to just be fighting for 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 two slots on the first page because two slots are dedicated mm. to product pages you may want to try and fight for the the full 10 by adding more kind of content so that you know you, you you're seen as a as a as an informational site as well as a business that's incredible and by any chance is, is it possible that Google, um, even though you've got a top 10, that they, that, that really they, they, they test other sites to be in the top 10? So it's like, actually there's a top 20 or it doesn't it work like that? <laughs> there's a lot of randomness built into the algorithm. And yeah. I mean, bear in mind that the, there's literally hundreds of algorithm updates yeah. annually. There are some big core updates, but normally shake, shake up the industry. So sort of yeah. every sort of, you know two to four times a year 
Um, But I think they are often testing and and tweaking small things where you see sort of movement within the, within the, the, the the first pages when, you know, maybe nothing has changed on a website for a while, but there's been some updates, which have sort of, you know, moved things around, but then that turbulence kind of, um, just goes back to normal and then the, you know the, the SERPs level out again. And how, how does SUSE keep up with all these updates? Because if it's really that many, um, is, 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 is there a way that, that um, you, you guys keep up with, with, with what's, what's important, what's changing as time goes? I think the, the best way to do it is to try and preempt where the algorithm is going. I think yeah. that's an essential part of SEOs. You can't foresee where mm. the algorithm what what when and what will happen with an algorithm update but you can see the pattern of the way that the google's guidelines have been refined and there's certain foundational elements of the algorithm such as you know link building it's still a keyword based uh, algorithm it yeah. still uses links to index pages uh, it's still a text based crawler mm. so knowing that there is you know there's only going to be so many large shifts that will be made from uh within these algorithm updates but you know we have a really technical team and you know these these guys often come with programmer backgrounds so it's our company for us to think more like google developers and like seos so therefore we're doing a lot of reverse engineering and preempting where the algorithm's going uh but normally there is a lot of chatter in the community whenever there are big core algorithm updates and there's a lot of sharing of information um you know seos do help each other out when it comes to trying to spot patterns Mm. but uh you know it can be anything from content based uh to links based um but you know i think the best case scenario is to not worry too much about algorithm updates and actually look Mm. forward to them because if you are doing seo properly you should you know really be increasing Exactly. Yeah, this, this is the thing, because if, if you're just worried about al- algorithm, al- algorithmic updates, you're just going to be chasing the tail the whole time. Mm. You know, like we said, it's spotting patterns, but it's patterns over time and it's patterns over a course of like five, five, six, seven years of what Google has kind of been moving towards. And I know that, 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 that searcher intent actually changes. The actual searcher intent changes over time as the user or the searcher kind of evolves uh, with the technology and the, the way that they search and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as long as you kind of align, you understand what the searcher is looking for and what and how Google has um, the searcher with, as, uh, within their mm. best interest um, with, as, as a priority to, to satisfy their, their, yeah. their intent as a priority. As long as you have that at the forefront of your mind, you should be fine in terms of staying ahead of algorithmic updates. Like um, th- yeah. there are, th- in May 20, 2022, for example, May this year, um, mm. there was a product reviews update and I was talking to a client about that or uh, not a potential client about that who's, who's potentially going to come on board with us. And because they, they dropped massively that, that specific month and there were, there were three different changes that we saw that, that were announced. Um, but the thing that I think impacted him in particular was the product reviews update. And it's, and it's demonstrating that you have um, ample knowledge around that product um, right. in order for, for you to rank properly for it. So it's not just having a product that you list and say, hey, here's the details, blah, 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 here's, here's the buy it. And you actually have to show that you have um, descriptive information on what that product is, mm. what it's about, what it, all that kind of stuff. And that's only within specific niches. 
Um, okay. So, so it's it's like it's like Will said, like um, Google likes to show variation sometimes, but also mm. it, it it understands mm. what how how deep um, you should kind of dive into the information um, presented around a particular product or service or topic and in yeah. some cases it cases it's the opposite a lot of people that are searching certain things they don't want to know about your life story they just want to know quick information yeah about a thing that they're searching for maybe inquire yeah. through um and that's it you know so yeah it's, it, as long as long as you align yourself with yeah like, what 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 logically speaking someone is looking for when they're typing something and you, and you align your site with that you should more or less be on the right track yeah, I think I think this is sounding to me like um, Google Google isn't isn't you, you, there's two levels of Google. It's like a person underneath. There might be a whole bunch of you know black box things happening. Like you don't know what I'm thinking right now, but at the same time, you know that I'm a person and you know how to treat me, basically. And um, and similarly, Google has this intuitive aspect where where you can tell that it's trying to serve people with better information and trying to figure out what websites. Are, are what are best right and what what's best is it's it's if you have a product page do you answer questions about the product or is it just something that's hanging on on a on a, on a white screen um seems as yeah. in like there's, there's some intuitive aspect to this um yeah yeah i, I mean it's put simply google is a conduit of information <laughs> and every algorithmic update enhances its ability to be a conduit of information it's a conduit between the provider of the information and um, the consumer of information. The consumer of information. That's really interesting. Um, well, and, and any other thoughts on, on this front? Or I think um, you know, just taking this all back to to the you know the topic of sales. I think mm. essentially this is what SEO sales is all about. It's about having these kinds of conversations because ultimately, you know. Uh, a company needs to be able to demonstrate their awareness of, of, you know, how the algorithm is working, where the algorithm is going, how it can help a business. And, um, you know, I think these kinds of frank and honest conversations sometimes lead clients to, to, to realize, okay, well, maybe SEO isn't, isn't for me. You know, if it's going to be a case of me having to add all of this content, this isn't something which, uh, you know, is something that I want to, you know, be uh, changing my website to be able to, it could be like, I don't know, use a design agency as an example. They have a flashy website that's really cool looking. And by adding all of this content, they may think that maybe this isn't uh, a channel that they necessarily want to start pushing. But I think that's, that's fine. You know, I think as uh, in, in with regards to what we do, SEO, we want clients to be aware of exactly what they're getting themselves you know, into as a, as a, in terms of the channel, but it's, you know, it is technical. It was going to require collaboration. It's going to require um, a lot of competitor analysis and, and applying yeah. strategies from competitors for working. But I think, you know, that is a better way to start a campaign than, mm. you know, being uh, sort of, you know, holding your cards close to chest. Okay. That's very, very, very cool. Um, any, any, I guess, concluding thoughts, Raf, uh, or, you know um on this topic of nice. summarized really well yeah yeah I, th I think i think that is and i think from a couple of other interesting insights are that um through this conversation is that you know there, there's there's a few other components to seo or even even components 
that should be in place before you started. And I think it's interesting that you guys engage with 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 a, with a client and might provide them with this advice to to, to get them. Well, as you said, I think it's the initial audit is what you called it. And uh, the idea that there are short-term opportunities and long-term opportunities, and, and the short-term ones do like, so let's say on page two is, is, is where you bury dead body and on, and on page one, you kind of see that logarithmic increase up to up to the top. Um, and, and kind of just understanding basically, yeah, what, what, what the opportunity is, what the, uh, insights could be what they look like i mean as yeah I, th I think this is this is interesting for anyone listening and and wondering how exactly does is what was exactly in seo for me and i guess that's part of sales too um yeah so so yeah i think that's i think it's a very interesting conversation and yeah that that light, that light audit that i think i think what you were talking about here is to give them a, a quick audit and quick analysis before they come on board um mm -hmm. that, that light audit is is um it's more for us to kind of understand generally how much work we'll need to be involved in this project how what kind of caliber of, of project this is um how much of a mess is it um yeah uh and kind of more more of it more of a to kind of illuminate to illuminate the landscape that they're in as well like well, who they're competing against what what kind of work needs to be done but okay. it's not that's not it's not going to tell us exactly what work is going to be done as part of the campaign okay uh, what tells us that and and we're we're doing kind of a unique thing here uh but what tells us that is the discovery month that we do as part of the first month of work okay. um we found that that has allowed us to um almost with surgical precision, be able to outline what needs to, what, what needs to be, what, what the resource needs to actually be funneled into in terms of deliverables mm -hmm. from month two onwards. So yeah. the first month will be to, to map out and create a blueprint of exactly what the site needs based on tons of hours of analysis, um, researching to competitors and so on and so on and so on. And then month two is where we, finely tune exactly how we're going to use that budget um so minimal budget is wasted and more of the budget is used to, used on um moving the needle basically as opposed to just kind of doing things because we think it might work right you know? right that's 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 really interesting that's really interesting too i think that's really valuable too um Okay, so I mean, Will, do you have any other uh, things to add to Discovery Month? Um, and and it's and it's yeah, ability to. No, I, th I think it's uh, I think it's uh, it's it's quite a unique way of running uh, a service. I think more and more agencies are doing this. That 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 you know, there's only so much detail a proposal, for instance, can go into. Mm -hmm. um, you know. Proposals are great, obviously, for demonstrating capabilities, for showing some initial insights, for um, building, you know, a, a, you know, through through a dialogue and through continued mm -hmm. sort of conversation around proposals, sort of understanding more on a personal level with about who you're going to work with. But that month one really is where you take away the speculation elements of things like forecasting, and you start to, you know, really drill down into into you know specific KPIs and as as Rath mentioned, you know, you know, 
not wasting any budget, making sure that budget is used in the priority areas because SEO is it's, it's complex because there's so many factors involved. It's not just, you know, links. It's also content. It's also yeah. technical, which, we, you know, you need developers to, to implement a lot of the technical SEO strategy. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, it's, 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 it's more and more agencies are, you know, not not just in SEO, but more and more agencies are approaching the campaigns in this kind of way. Uh, and I think, you know, SEO, you know, is is perfect for um, for that kind of approach. Okay. You know, the thing is, yeah, um, I, I do agree. I, I think, yeah, fair enough. Maybe maybe more and more agencies are doing it like this, but I honestly do think that we're, we're early adopters of this kind of way of doing SEO, where it's like, you know, first month is... is uh, the discovery month and you know we don't give you the the specific roadmap until that's done and everything like that because you know the, re and the reason why i say that is that there are still some cases where i present our style and this you know the whole setup you know it's discovery month and the full service happens like this blah, blah, blah and they respond to me and they say um i spoke to this other agency and they already gave me a, an, an entire plan within the proposal why haven't you just given me a plan? And there's like some, still some confusion there because they're not used to seeing that. It's like, okay. well, this is more precise than what they're doing because mm. they've done this as part of a quick one, maybe half an hour, maybe an hour of analysis, a light analysis, and they've given you, they've put together an entire plan based on that, right? For, for the next six to 12 months, they, they, they based mm. an entire plan roadmap around like minimal time analyzing an assessment of site. Um, this, what I'm telling you here is that we're going to spend tens of hours closely assessing uh, and really, really analyzing the site, um, on a, you know, leaving no stone unturned. And then, and then we give you the, the roadmap. That's more reliable. And there's, there's, but there's still conf some confusion because people aren't used. To, I, I feel as though people aren't used to seeing that. Um, so so may maybe it's, maybe it's just a wave that's now happening. I don't know. But, yeah, and 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 this is like a one-time. This is this is uh, something you do for everyone when they when they approach SUSE or is yes, there, is, everyone exactly. Wow. Every every full SEO project, every um, every single pro project where we're doing the fully fully done for you service, end-to-end -end service, the first month is the same. It's the discovery month doesn't matter what kind of budget they have. If, if their budget is five k, ten k, twenty k a month. Um, the first uh, month is always 3.5k discovery month service, and then we t and then we assess what kind of budget options are open to you after that's done. That's super interesting. I, th I think I think maybe in another podcast we can go really we can go deeper into this discovery month and um, yeah and, and going into what each each it's a whole month right of analysis. I'm, I'm curious as to what each phase entails, what the whole month entails. Um, yeah. And and yeah, it sounds 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 like sounds something that's really really interesting. So that's something to look forward to. I think um, a podcast about Discovery Month. I think we we're also yeah, there is more detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. I was I just going to say there is there is more detail to go into. I'll find myself having to fight back going into details on, <laughs> on this because there, there's there are little rabbit holes that I can go down. But yeah, I kind of I'm trying to keep it at like a surface base. Yeah, level exactly, this, but, yeah, exactly. 
I think I think one 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 cool thing that we're going to find in each one of these podcasts as they go along is that they open up to topics that are just uh, interesting ones that are on the edge of of the core topic that we're talking about, and then it gives us an opportunity to uh, move into them fully in 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 in, 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 a, in like right. a next episode. So I think yeah, that All was. Right. That, that I think I think that's what we might do here <laughs> because it sounds certainly very interesting, but it also sounds like it, it could deserve its own its, its its own time, its own set of questions. <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe maybe we also have a client on board um, to also talk about it in the next one. How have they experienced it? Maybe something like that. I'd, I'd love to hear that. Idea. Cool. Um, so I think that was a. Uh, insightful time i think it already we, we managed a couple of summaries because it, it that many different kinds of insights and um i look forward to the next one guys um i think we have yeah, a man. whole bunch of interesting guests and people lined up or becoming lined up so yeah all right Pleasure. Tara, thanks, thanks. Ciao, ciao. 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 see you later guys take care see you around guys